Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 149. We're going to talk about performance of players and teams, how it's not a straight line from A to B to get there. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support Everything Fast Pitch at the same time. And also, let's go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you see value in what we're doing, if you would like to be able to support us, if you're in a position where you can help us, Coach Don and I desperately need more people to come on board. We're very excited. We have three new patrons this week, Sam Settle, Jason Schulte, and Sam Unger. Thank you very much, guys, for coming on board. We really do appreciate it. Thank uh, you, But guys. we need many yeah. more people who see value in what we're doing. I know it's a tough time. I know everybody's in a tough spot. But this podcast's life hangs in the balance. There's just no nice way to say it. The arrows need to point in the other direction. Obviously, the fact that we've added a few uh, patrons here in this last couple of weeks is a good sign, I'm hoping. Uh, but we can't stop there. We need to get some more of you to come on board. So if you think what we're doing is good, if you want to help support it, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So, Don. We all know what a graph is supposed to look like. Starts on the lower left-hand corner. Right. And in a perfect world, it slowly and gradually goes up as you go to the right so that it's like a straight line from 0.0 up to whatever the number is that we're measuring. Sure. And so we all have this picture in our like mind. With, like with a ruler. Yeah, like almost like a straight line. And start a lot here of, and finish there. Right. In a lot of cases, you know, like a really steep curve because we're gaining so much so quickly or that it's going uphill very, very quickly. Right. Well, the reality of it is when we're talking about this game, fast pitch softball, baseball's the same. The idea that development and growth and improvement is a straight line that on the graph that it starts in the lower left and it's a straight line going upward and onward and better and better and better. You can bank on improvement from week to week kind of thing. We need serious help. No, I th- I think that's a, an interesting thought for sure because we do think that every day that we work at it, Tori, we're just going to continue to get better, right? Right. And our results should get continually better, but it doesn't happen that way. You know, it doesn't happen that way for sure in athletics, and it absolutely is never going to happen that way in baseball and softball. The reason that it's so challenging, though, is we see it all the time. You know, we've talked about this uh, you know basic topic a few other times where. You know, people get really discouraged or really frustrated. It's like, well, I've been taking lessons for two whole weeks. Why am I not hitting all the time? Right. Yeah, I've been working really hard at practice for two or three months. You know, why why is my batting average not going up the way I want it to? How can I be 0 for 3 this week? Right. Yeah. How could I possibly not get a hit in a game if, if I've been working so hard? And there's a lot of reasons why things don't go the way that we would like for them to go. There's lots of explanations as to why we've got much more of a tangled, mangled mess than a straight line. But the reality is we need to make sure that all of our players, parents, all of our coaches have a firm grasp on reality and come to grips with the fact that 
there is no, well, you did this so well yesterday. Why aren't you doing it the same today kind of logic when it applies to this game? And I had this uh, discussion with a dad of a really good player a couple of years ago, one of the best hitters I've ever worked with. The first day of a tournament, I think she was six for seven or seven for eight, maybe had a couple of home runs, you know, it was just like on fire. And then the next day, you know, she started off the first game, she was 0 for 3. Now, I think she still hit three missiles, but she just didn't get any hits. And her dad came up to me uh, in between games like, well, how can she go 7 for 8 yesterday and now go 0 for 3 today? What's up? And I said, well, she's 16. Yeah. And he kind of looked at me like, and it'll be the same when she's 17? And it'll be the same when she's 20? And it's the same when you're looking at Freddie Freeman or Hank Aaron or Ted Williams or Jocelyn Allo. You know, it doesn't matter what person we're talking about nobody goes from zero you know and continues to develop you know there's going to be detours there's going to be bumps in the road there's going to be days where it just is like one step forward two steps back one step forward two steps sideways and that's just the the nature of of growth in this game now this the challenge is or the secret is who's willing to stay the course yeah ride ride out the bumps you know because there's going to be bumps in the road and and one of the things that I speak with players about this all the time when, when we're working in lessons is that you have to understand that it is very definitely a long haul. You know, we're and talking it's about a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And, and the thing about hitting and about softball in general, that I think sometimes people have to put a, get a grip on what we're working on when they start off playing this game is hitting is like a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, but it's a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle where every piece is the same color. There's no easy pieces. I mean, the only thing, you, maybe you can find the edges, but once you've got the edges put together, the whole rest of it is you take a piece and you try to fit it in. And then when it doesn't fit, you take another piece and you just keep fitting it in and keep fitting it in. And when you get close, we get down to get like that last 50 or 60 pieces, somebody looks and you says, ah, guess what? It's a 2,000 piece puzzle. Right. And it's like starting all over again because no matter how good you get, you're never really good enough. No matter how much success you have, you can still do better. No matter how many hits you get, you still could have gotten more hits. No matter how many great swings you take, you could still have taken more. And so we have to just kind of wrap our heads around the fact that we've signed up for the most challenging, frustrating, exciting, demanding project in the history of sports. No, all the things you're saying, Tori, are exactly right. It's a marathon and not a sprint. If you think, you know, we, we go start with coach pitch. Coaches are trying to lay it right in there so you can take the same swing in the same spot. And if they can hit your bat, then we're in good shape. Right. Then, then you start being able to make adjustments. You can start hitting the coaches, you know, pitches that miss a little bit. Then we go to pitchers throwing it. And they're all over the place. And you kind of get lulled to sleep. And, you know, we're, we're doing that at uh, 35 feet. Then we've got kids that start spotting it at 35 feet and throwing hard. Now they're throwing 50 miles an hour or maybe more in some cases. but at 35 feet. And that's tough. Then we move them back to 40 feet and the timing changes. Yeah. We get taller, longer arms, longer legs. The pitchers get more spin and get more movement. And, you know, it's constantly changing. So we have to be able to be okay with little segments of time that we don't have the successes we're used to. Right. If we're going to get to where we want to go. But many of the people that we, you know, come across, probably you as well, as soon as something doesn't go exactly right or that curve that you're or that line that you're talking in progression, as soon as it takes any alteration other than going up, they want to change something. Right. They, they, they want something to be different because obviously it's not working. The two steps forward, one step back analogy is 
totally what we've got to be okay with. Right. Well, and your marathon, not a sprint one, the thought I had when you said that was, it's a, definitely a marathon, but picture every time you come around the corner, there's a new challenge that somebody threw in there besides just running the marathon. Now you got to jump over a hurdle. Now you got to climb a wall. Do burpees. Yeah, now you got to crawl through a tunnel. Now you got to swim across the lake. I mean, there's just, you know, yeah. uh, all these different crazy things. That, and that's why hitting and, and playing this game at a high level is, is so difficult. Because on top of the fact that you have to master you, you have somebody else in another uniform Their skills on are the changing. other team whose whole goal in life is to make you look stupid. Throw you off. Right. So you've got, on top of the fact that it's hard enough for you to just do what you're supposed to do consistently, now you have to figure out how to do that thing consistently when somebody else is trying really hard to make it impossible for you to be it, be consistent at it. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're being evaluated on. Right. And, and that's their challenge. Now, and for pitchers, it's the same thing. You know, well, your rise ball was so good yesterday. What happened today? Well, I don't know. I'm 15. Right. You know, well, you didn't walk anybody for two weeks, and now today you had five walks. What happened? Well, I'm 13. Nobody wants to hear that answer, but that's, you know, sometimes it's just that simple. And I, I have this discussion all the time with parents more than with kids, because as you said, they have this tunnel vision where they think, well, you know, we've been working on this for a month. She should be getting so much better. And I said, she is getting better. Well, she didn't get a hit last weekend, but she's getting better. Getting I, more pro experience I promise than, you, yeah. she's getting better. She's improving. She's, you know, developing the skills, the muscle memory. She's breaking the old habits. Some people will stay the course. Some people won't. Um, some people will take one or two lessons, and if their kid doesn't miraculously have some sort of breakthrough, um, I saw something on Facebook the other day. Somebody asked the question, how long should I wait with my daughter's hitting instructor before I think I need to make a change? And the very first response I saw was from somebody who said, if your daughter's not measurably much better after one lesson, you've got the wrong hitting instructor. Oh, and I just wow. shook my head and I'm thinking, how can anybody really think that's true? Or the wrong coach. And you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. You know, how quickly should we see changes? How fast should kids be able to break habits? And it's going to change drastically from kid to kid. But the moral to the story is, if we are expecting constant improvement, we're expecting constant improvements in consistency, we're going to always be disappointed. And my advice to everybody is, when you're looking at your daughter's development as a player, the people that she's working with are hopefully committed to the long haul. You know, one of the things that I deal with all the time is, well, when are we going to do something new? Well, you'll do something new when you're good at the old. Right. When you're good enough at the stuff that we need to be really good at, then we'll add something new. But until you're really good at phase one, phase two, and phase three, phase four is like painting the drywall before the guy's even hung it in your house. Right. You know, I mean, it just do doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, but it's kind of boring. I said, well, you know, Sorry that it's boring to you, but until you get really good at these things... Repetition is yeah. part of the deal. Until yeah. you get really good at these things, hitting is going to be a mystery that you're never going to be able to solve. Until you can get your front foot down in some sort of timely relationship to your swing, working on all this other stuff is like you know lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. Well, Tori, too, and I'll, I'll guarantee you, if you're constantly changing instructors, you're not going to find what or you're Or teams for. or coaches yeah. or... I mean, constant change yeah. is not going to get you the answer either. Right. I think you need to be confident and comfortable and have a little bit of, uh, I guess, research or background into, you know, whomever you're working with. Yeah. But, and I don't, I think there's a lot of wonderful instructors out there, people that are going to be consistent, going to be available, going to be there for you all the time. But 
you know, there's also situations where, you know, you're hitting with a different person all the time at a certain, uh, you know, facility or um, getting a different set of eyes on you with different feedback all the time. Sometimes can be helpful and fun, but also too, it can be difficult and challenging for the kid if it's, uh, you know, different every day. You're not going to find what you're looking for with that. Yeah, well, and, and we see that in dealing with players when they work with their team coaches. Well, my coach says I need to change this about my hitting. Well, my high school coach doesn't like this in my hitting. I'm like, well, okay, everybody's got their opinion. You know, here's why I believe what I believe. And again, hopefully they stay the course. But so the challenge is, how do we manage this? Everybody needs to be realistic. If your kid is improving, and over the long haul we see improvement, not you know, not week after week after week that it's always better than the week before. Not going to be that straight line, right? But Start today and then look in a month. And then at the end of that month, look in another month. And then at the end of that month, look in another month after we've been three or four weeks of training time and work and, and development. And what you should see if we, if we start to measure it a little bit further apart, that the graph is definitely going uphill. Mm-hmm. There's still bumps in the road. There's still detours. There's still places where it's tangled spaghetti. But for the most part, it should still be ascending. Yeah. And that's the thing that we have to understand. Dealt with it uh, uh, more than a handful of times, Don. I know you have too, where people just want the instant cure-all. No, the magic game. pixie dust. Yeah, there, there's no magic dust. And one other thing, Don, you know, Stan mentioned, it's, I think it's a good thing for us to be thinking about. You know, we, we talked about it a little bit before, about it's like a jigsaw puzzle that uh, never gets completed because people keep throwing more variables at you or more pieces to fit together. You know, the same is true in, in this game. As long as you keep playing, the challenges are going to keep changing. Arise, it's yeah. going to never get easier. It's going to always keep getting more and more complicated, more and more complex. And even though you're getting better, doesn't always guarantee that you're going to have tremendous success. You know, one of the you know examples that's really worth thinking about. You know, when we look at major leaguers, these guys are making millions and millions of dollars. They spend all their time working on becoming the very best baseball player they can possibly be. They have nothing else to do. Off-season and all. Yeah, they have nothing else to do except wake up, go to the ballpark, practice. Be a great player. Be a great player so they can keep making millions of dollars. And what's a really good average in the majors right now? 350? Sure, yeah. You know, why is it okay for us to think that, you know, somebody whose whole life is dedicated to being the very best hitter they possibly can be is failing 65% of the time, but it's not okay for my daughter who's 12 to fail 65% of the time. You know, and Stan you know, was, was talking about how, you know, in baseball, you know, when they allowed the shift and technology became so strong, where all of a sudden, you know, teams knew, you know, based on your past performance, that there's a 95% likelihood you're going to hit the ball, you're, you're going to hit a curveball to this part of the field. And all of a sudden you look up and there's like six guys standing in that spot all in odd places. Right. Did that hitter become a, a worse hitter? A lesser hitter. Or did the challenges change? And well, why doesn't that guy bunt down the first baseline and, and he'll get a double? Well, because that's not how Major League Baseball works. You know, but so the whole idea of this uh, improvement is a steady, constant thing. We've got to put that to bed. We've got to have a dose of reality. We've got to give our kids some room to grow. And part of that growth is going to be one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back, and one of, and some of the time that one step back means she doesn't get a hit this weekend, right? And we got to be okay. Yeah, she played four games and she didn't get a hit. 
If we're going to think that that means we got to throw the baby out with the bathwater, we're going to be really unhappy for a really long time. No, again, you got to manage all that stuff and, and keep the mental part proper and just what we're doing now. Talk right. about yeah. it. Yeah, and, right? and it's up to, to all of us, coaches, parents, players, everybody needs to have a dose of reality. You know, the coaches that change their lineup every, after every game based on who had hits and who didn't, people that think that, you know, that that's how you're supposed to make up your lineup, I think they're, they're really missing the boat. Now, I know people do it, but, you know, to me, I think there's a lot of other factors that we need to make sure we're paying attention to. And one is not driving these kids any crazier because they didn't get a hit. Yep. No, it's a good topic today, Tori. I like it. All right. So that's going to wrap up episode number 149 of Coach Prep. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I love talking about stuff that you're interested in. So if you have any questions Send or suggestions, yeah. Yeah, make sure you support Anderson Bat and go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Become a patron. We really, really, really need your help. Uh, there's just no nice way to say it. We really do. And as always, go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs there, have access to 700 plus blogs, and of course, the uh, YouTube channel, which has got hundreds of videos. So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.